Retro Rebel Gamecast, episode 65, is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released every Friday, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook at Temple of Geek for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacy, and welcome back, Amanda. What's going on? Hello. Not much, man. Not much. Well, we've, uh, we have not technically recorded for about a month so what's been going on well i've been seeing the world man i've been traveling i've been to spokane washington and i've been up in the uh, cotswolds of england so i've just kind of been around man well first of all when when people typically say they're going to see the world the first place they list is usually not spokane washington <laughs> well, that was for work. <laughs> but I mean, because it is technically a part of the world, I mean, you definitely get a pass. However, it's not the first you know destination. I think. I'm I'm off to Prague in two weeks now, as well. Now see that now you've one upped it uh, big time. So. Yeah. Well, very nice. Um, I've never been to any of those places, and so, but I have read the, about them in books. So. <laughs> We, I have that going for me. <clears throat> well, since it's been a few weeks, um, I have had an opportunity to play a lot of games, but I don't know about you. What have you been able to play? What have you gotten to play? Well, what I decided to do while I was traveling is play the most accessible games there are, which is mobile games. That is so I've, I've recently been um, exploring Facebook Messenger's inbuilt game. And okay. they've got a pretty substantial game catalog. If you open up Facebook Messenger app on mobile, there is a sub tab that has a little controller on it. And from there, you can choose a collection of games. Um, I've tried to play kind of one of every genre. So I played quiz games and word search games and uh, jewel matching games. I played traditional board games like... Um, checkers and then also some of their like coin collecting style games like you know the sort of farmville-esque sort of thing right um and in my opinion the best games to play on facebook messenger is actually your classic board games so your uh dominoes your uh checkers chess that sort of thing because they tend to be actual fun uh (laughs) instead of a shameless ad serving mechanism now once the game ends you do get served with an ad pretty much every time but it's 20 seconds and it's pretty you know harmless it's usually for another game um but what i will say is that once if you do choose to play these games um the games will message you on messenger to like prompt you to return you can disable those notifications by simply blocking that um chat and then and then they won't be able to message you anymore because i found that super irritating it was like domino's misses you i was like does domino's miss me like (laughs) if it was the pizza place i I don't believe you no i know and they do miss me i i uh i earn enough free pizza from them that they want uh 
they want to get back in touch. Yeah, so um, that's that's what I've been playing. I have been been a super cash, um, and I've also been going through the Master Chief collection again with my brother on the weekends when I am home. Ah, so you lost your street cred, and then you tried to get it back. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. So just as an aside, you're trying to work through the the Master Chief collection. How is that remaster? Uh, you know what? I've actually been enjoying flipping between the original graphics and the remastered graphics, which you can do with a one button press. Yeah. And it's quite interesting. If you know, if you can anticipate when a cutscene's coming, you can kind of watch the cutscene in the original and then watch another cutscene with the remaster and yeah. kind of see how they've changed the character models and stuff but just it is amazing to see the amount of textures that they've layered over it they've, yeah. they've really tried however i will say i don't think even the remaster holds up to modern games obviously built from the ground up in whatever modern right. engine that they're using no but that is i mean it does sometimes we take it for granted that you know that a, a game maybe doesn't look uh, you know it doesn't reach our standards but then you've you compare it to what it used to be you compare it to the original Halo, and you're like, oh, that's that hurts the eyes. Um, well, for me, uh, I did uphold my end of the bargain. You know, Sony didn't send me a code yet, so I had to go purchase my own uh, Spider-Man. And uh, I did... I thought about this long and hard, because we've talked about it on the show before, about um, buying, you know, the, the game... Uh, buying the game pack or the uh, oh oh I'm, as an old man what is the what is what is it that the kids are calling it these days when you just go ahead and buy the it's the the season pass or whatever oh the season uh, pass yeah and I, was, I was about to say game pass well this game doesn't have a season pass but it does have like an ultimate edition where you can kind of go ahead and buy the DLC before it's released and generally it's the same principle though as as a season pass. Um, and, a, and a lot of times games get a, get a bad rep for that, or they get a deserved rap for that by, uh, by already having that DLC kind of done, but then just like dripping it out instead of making it a part of the game. Well, Insomniac has gotten my benefit of the doubt, I guess. And so I went ahead and right. bought it. And since they're, yeah, since they're a good publisher, a good company, I, uh, or a good, well, they're not. Did they publish it too? I know that they, they they built it or they made it, but I don't know if they published no, it. No, I think well. they're the developer. They would have had a publisher. Yeah, I'm sure they of developed it, it. Um, and they developed it using assets I think from Sunset Overdrive, I believe. Um, regardless, it's a beautiful game. I've never been to New York City except for now as Spider-Man, and apparently it looks just it is New York City, um, and it. Uh, it, it's just, it was just been, it's been so much fun, but I went ahead and bought the, the season pass equivalent just because I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I felt like they'd earned that. And so, um, and I know that the first bit of downloadable content comes out maybe next month or the month after that. Uh, and so I might actually even be done with this game, which is finishing a game in record time for dad of three. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, finishing it actually kind of within the year. I still have God of War to finish. Uh, hadn't finished it yet, so um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, that's what I've been playing for the most part. And, and uh, Spider-Man is awesome. Spider-Man is great. It's a PS4 exclusive, so unfortunately, 
Mando never never get to play it, but um, if if ever you do, this is one of the games. This is a this is, I would say it's almost a one of the one of the games that you buy a system for. It's a system. It's a changer. It's a system builder. It I thought is. The Last of Us was a system builder. It is. And out of those games, out of that one, God of War, God of War's up there too. These are you know. These are exclusives to the PlayStation and absolutely worth the purchase. And I, I would like to say as an aside, um, but definitely related. Uh, when I bought this game, I bought it. I bought the digital version because the and this is this actually does piss me off. They charge less money to buy the digital version with all of the extras than to buy the hard copy version with all the extras. Haha, <laughs> good. Finally, bloody finally. And and I was like, well. <laughs> I can't be a fiscally responsible person and not buy the digital version. Yeah. But I don't like it, and I had to make sure that the GameStop employees uh-huh. both were told to get off my lawn, and they were given the old man spiel about how I don't like having to have to choose between these two when I want to have a hard copy of my game. They didn't care. They they were not interested in me. Welcome to hashtag digital life. <laughs> Well, I'm, nice and cozy over here. I I dove headfirst into it by buying a an external hard drive for my PlayStation. So, uh, so that you know, now that we're at the end of the life cycle of the PlayStation Four, I thought it was about time that I got a you know an external hard drive. Good. Well, better late the- than never. Better late than never, I guess. But I definitely, um, excuse me, I definitely. Uh, It's convenient. There's absolutely no way around that. It is so convenient to be able to just download it and then play it and switch between the games and have it kind of... I do at least have most of the information. It's not saved in the cloud, to my knowledge. It's saved on the hard drive. So if I wasn't connected, as long as these games don't need to be connected, I'll always be able to play them, you know, unless it gets corrupted. And so I I, I guess that's the consolation that uh that i that i kind of take from it so i don't have my hard copy yeah. i do have a cheaper just equivalent equivalent uh just as good uh version of spider-man but it's worth playing if you if you ever get a chance it's just so much fun to swing around new york city it's it's a lot like arkham city in right that you i mean that that is what a lot of people are equating it to and I don't think that that's doing it a disservice. I think that Arkham City was a fantastic game. Uh, and so, from that perspective, yeah, maybe so. But just understand that that's a good comparison. Uh, but all that said, uh, I think I think it does enough new things to be its own entity. That uh, and, and it's Spider-Man. So it's all those things, but none of the Batman things. And all of the Spider-Man things. So if it's a Spider-Man trope... It's in the game. If it was, you know, and the story's pretty good. Uh, you know, there's a Stanley cameo, um, which is kind of adorable how they did it. Um, it's just, and I don't know, it's it's good. I enjoyed it. I'm still playing it. Um, I will try to play it as soon as we get done doing this. So. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I did. There's there's a ton of news that we've missed in the past month, but if you've listen to any other gaming podcast and you probably have gotten that news but i did want to kind of address one thing and i don't know maybe you have something 
uh, that, that's come up that you wanted to talk about. But one of the things that I wanted to just mention real quick was this uh, this um, loot box push again. Uh, EA's in the news, and they basically have come out and said they are not going to pull loot boxes from FIFA. And because their reasoning is everything that's in the boxes is randomized and the kids know it's random. And they make $500 million a year off of them. So they're willing to go to war, essentially, in Belgium over this. Uh, Well, because they're not doing it... Belgium and their government is is looking to file criminal charges against EA. And they should. And they should. Um, I absolutely have no sympathy for EA uh, trying to go about it this way. Uh, it's it's disingenuous. Uh, I feel like they're tr- they're making a point, but this is the, I guess the bigger picture issue is this is going to set a precedent. If this goes to court and if this goes all the way, um, you know, to to a verdict, this will set the precedent. I I think everywhere else, if it's found to be, you know, because this would be the the kind of the litmus test for everything else. They weren't. They're not just trying it now. They're trying it in court. Um, and so um, legally, we're going to get a definition on it. And uh, you know, and and kudos to Belgium for. Sticking to their guns. I mean, it's not like EA is just not a, con- a company, and Belgium's a a freaking country, you know. So yeah. Uh, the, and and uh, and I don't think that they're wrong in this. And so yeah, I absolutely support uh, them taking it to EA, and hopefully, um, hopefully some changes are made. I guess. But we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. I mean, that's that's happening. Uh, you know, that's kind of the process is going on right now with that. So, but Amanda, did you have any news? Anything you wanted to share? I mean, aside from that story, I've kind of been under a rock, man. But <laughs> I will, I will say that you know, if people question whether or not it's gambling, you know, I would say that the average large size American casino probably makes uh, five million in revenue a day. Um, now that's not uh, that's not takings. That's uh, transactions, and and of that, they probably keep maximum ten percent. So the fact that they're not willing to give it up is quite obvious because they're running essentially an online casino. So yeah, you know, I, I get why they don't want to give it up, but I think that it's it's damaging to children. That's why children aren't allowed in casinos because they have no impulse control. Right. And the fact that it's randomized makes it even worse because it, it was bad enough when kids could buy the skin that they wanted and then maybe they want another skin, so they buy another skin, you know. Um, that was bad enough. But now the right. fact that in order to get all of the specific items that they want, they may have to roll the dice 10, 20, 30 times. Right. And, it, you know, the parents are penalized for that. And, you know, child safety controls and everything are all well and good but it's the damaging to it's the damaging aspect to your psychological health that can't right. be um and that they can't be corrected as easily it's interesting i was listening to kind of funny games daily and andrea renee i think she's she's from she worked with ign she i think she even worked with ea for a while i mean she's she's got really good insight into gaming uh i, I really i respect her opinion uh, she was hosting while, you know, the main hosts, Greg Miller, Tim 
Geddes, all those guys. While well, they were they were in um, London actually for RTX London, and it, I guess it was last week maybe. And uh, Jared Petty, who also used to work for IGN, uh, they uh, they were discussing this very topic, and Jared Petty came down very strongly on on the side of the people and saying that you know this is I don't I, I'm fine with this, but Andrea Renee uh, was much more libertarian about it, saying that. Uh, this is not the responsibility of the children. It's the responsibility of the parents, and that you can't hold everybody's hand to, you know, to that they should be able to make their own decisions. Um, I couldn't put my finger on why the opinion frustrated me so much. <laughs> I think it it was because mainly it simplified it it oversimplified something that's extremely complicated. You know. And so, if you this this idea that that uh, just that if it is gambling, like you were saying, it has a psychological component to it that people aren't really taking into because yeah. you can't quantify that. You can't you can't like it's difficult to measure that. So if that's the case, then and there is a there is a an impactful maybe permanently uh, or a permanent effect from living in this digital gambling universe uh and you know in the in the the residual effects that you can have from from participating in it uh, i feel like that should be noted and that's that that's not the argument that you're getting from most people that's not well the people that are arguing for it are saying the self-control but but the whole argument is is children don't have that impulse control yet you know they haven't had the yeah. Life experience. There are adults that don't. That's why there are billboards yeah. right next to the casino that said, "Here's the number to call when you can't handle your gambling." You know. Yeah. Uh, so, I feel like it was it oversimplified in the discussion, and then people are overlooking this. The people who, in defense of it, are overlooking this idea that the that the kids and it happens to us all the time. It's that anticipation of what you're going to get. Uh, it everybody listen up everybody's affected by it you don't know that you're affected by it maybe that doesn't mean you're not affected by it the anticipation that you get there is there are physiological changes that happen in the body that give you that make you feel good and you get yeah. addicted to that that's what they're trying to prevent not you feeling good obviously but from uh from you having to spend money on something that's supposed to be randomized uh, and but that also uh, can negatively affect your impulse, uh, negatively affect your, uh, I guess, your psyche overall. You know, I mean, it'll affect you psychologically. And and uh, I think it's good. I just I was dis I, I guess I was kind of disappointed uh, in the in the perspective that um, yeah maybe so maybe parents should be um, somewhat responsible, but. Don't be disingenuous as a company either, and not call spade a spade. You know, this is what the, whatever this is, uh, it's not what they're calling it. You know. Yeah, and I I think it could be allowable in games provided they restricted it in the same way that gambling is restricted. Full stop. You know that Absolutely. where there's monitors in place and that you know minors can't do it. Every they single transaction should be checked. Like if you want to do it. Parent signs in. You want to do it? Parent signs in. Or if it's the parents 
deal. Like if it's my like on my Xbox, I don't have uh, I don't have a separate account for my son, so he just plays on mine. So if I didn't trust him, we'd have a lot of issues already because all it is is a button press to buy whatever he really wants to buy. Um, but he always yeah. checks with me before anything gets purchased or checks with his mom. And so that's not that hasn't been an issue. But if and I know that there are some checks in place, but like you said, I think that there should be a uh, for stuff like that. If you want to keep it in the game and that's fine and we call the spade a spade, make sure that you do have the there's a gate. There's some sort of something that's preventing just you being able to purchase it whenever you want to, however you want to, as much as you want to. Uh, if you don't have any control, you know, because yeah. it is essentially gambling. Well, good. Well, get out from under your rock. Uh, now it's time to discuss games that we have played this year. So so our main topic today is we're just going to cover the games that we played this year. And, and I know that we don't always play games that were actually even released this year, and that's okay because we don't really care. Um, we want to just... You know, we want to celebrate games and, and enjoy. And sometimes you don't get back to playing some games that were released uh, maybe earlier this year or in other years, uh, you know, until late. And so you're late to the game. But that doesn't make them bad games, and, and that doesn't prevent us from playing them. So, um, so yeah, I want to talk about what all we've played and kind of what's your game of the year up to this point. Because we only got a few months left, but there are a number, there are a few games uh, that are being released before the end of the year that might... Uh, that might give them all a run for their money as well. So, so what are I, I mentioned Spider Man, and I, I may talk about it a little bit more. But what are just a few of the games we can go through the list? Maybe you, if there are a few that you want to talk about at greater length, you can do that too. But what are some games, or what are the games that you've played so far this year? Well, um, this year hasn't been a very good year for gaming, as far as I've been concerned, because <laughs> I've, I've been renting a lot of games and returning them almost immediately. Um, there's just been some real stinkers out there. I think right. I think the most comically horrible game that was released this year, at least for me, was Sea of Thieves. It was a disappointment all the way around. It, it makes I me felt laugh like it every penalizes. Time. I know you think it's so funny, but <laughs> you know, it, it, I feel like it penalized people who didn't already have a network to play with. Uh, it felt like daunting you know um there it really takes more than one person to run one of these ships so you know you end up sinking in the ocean all the time you know <laughs> i i felt like the barrier to entry was too high so if i'm gonna put you know if, if you want to read back through the podcast obviously you'll see how many games i did try to play um but but the most unsuccessful one i would have to say was the sea of thieves and i really gave it you know a couple hours good go and then right. it ended up with me being locked in a cage being vomited on while someone played an accordion as we spoke about <laughs> every time it's so funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so if i was going to make a list of good games i'd have to say be kind of short so um a game that i really enjoyed that was i don't think it was released this year um it's raven remastered i think it might have come out tail end of last year i'm not certain but it's a uh, obviously a remastering of an original uh, old game i don't know what console from probably like one of the original xboxes or ps1 or something like that because it, right. it definitely has that that feeling about it uh, okay. when when you play it but I really enjoyed the story. The ending caught me totally off guard. Um, you know, you're, you're a Swedish cop and you're solving a, a, 
a heist of uh, ancient artifacts from ancient Egypt, and um, there's a there's a train heist, and there's a cruise ship heist, and a murder, and like all sorts of intrigue going on. Um, and the, you know the characters are interesting and compelling. There's a lot of red herrings where you know you think you figured out who the suspect is, and then you know you're you're kind of shocked when it isn't them. And there's other people with other drama going on that's intersecting this investigation that kind of leads you on a bit of a wild goose chase so um i felt like that it was well written there was like kind of lots of breadcrumbs to follow that you know led nowhere which is important because you don't want it to be a straight line and super obvious um and the ending was a total surprise i was i was really uh intrigued uh to find out happen very often yeah yeah it was really interesting when you finally find out who the the uh, the raven is so I, I would say that's probably for me one of my top games even though it wasn't released this year and if i was gonna pick a game that kind of embodies what 2018 would be about um it would be Fortnite. um wow, yeah. that's pretty much dominated 2018 it's changed the way that we think about the battle royale genre which existed before then i think it's important to mention that PUBG wasn't even the originator of uh the, the battle royale format um there was other games before then it just it took off because of the the way that they portrayed it the artistic style was very interesting their use of microtransactions and season passes and everything was so unusual that people you know they really enjoyed it and what i found kind of most enjoyable about it was that everything was uh very easy in order to get into the game start playing and feel like you had a chance of winning so the barrier entry was pretty low and me and my brother just play together and that's perfect because they've got a two-person squad mode they've got a four-person squad mode they've got a solo mode and i've you know i've won battle royale first place as solo before very nice so i think when you play a good amount and you have a solid strategy and, you know, you work well with anybody else that is in your squad, you do have a good chance of winning. You know, I want to get better at building and I feel like, you know, that's probably the next step for me in the game. But 100 percent, you know, Fortnite is gaming in 2018 for all intents and purposes. But I think there are some upcoming games that really could um, could knock that off its pedestal. In the multiplayer arena, I think Fallout, the new Fallout game that's supposed to come out sometime this year, um, that's going to totally, you know, uh, change things. Um, because Fortnite being a multiplayer, it's a new title. But if you give a strong multiplayer element to an existing uh, title... Yeah, existing franchise, people are, you know, they, they love that franchise. It's quite beloved. And if they've done multiplayer correctly, I feel like it could unseat Fortnite, you know, uh, with the mass exodus of players going to play that. Um, I think Fortnite's probably got uh, a while to go and, and quite a bit in it. Some of the new game modes that they've introduced with coins and collecting, giving people who aren't that good at shooting a chance to win as well. Um, is is a clever strategy and uh, it's one that I've found to be quite effective Um, (laughs) you know because I I won my battle royale obviously and I didn't kill anybody I just am really good at hiding so someone died in the storm from what you've told me I just figured you hid as a bush until everyone else was almost dead and then you yeah that's how you finish in the top 10 pretty much every time I'm not I'm not (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, I, I would say 
I would say it's going to be interesting to see what Fallout does. For people that aren't that interested in multiplayer, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is the name of the game. When that comes out, I think that's really going to um, affect the you know player base size of, of many of these other games because it's, it's very anticipated. People who loved it, loved it a lot. I wasn't one of those, um, but I know that it has a huge following. And Apparently. I will try, even though I didn't have a great experience with the last one. So that's my list. Yeah, and we've talked about it on... Yeah, we've talked about it on the show too, and I, I, Red Dead that is, and um, I actually am kind of getting excited for it, but I'm I'm a little wary because see, this is something else. You've you've played Far Cry Five, and had uh, a good time until, right? You enjoyed it up until you realized it was going to be a slog and it was artificially padded. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so did I. You know, I played it and I didn't even get that far before I realized this was not a game for me. But it was beautiful and it had had all these things in it and that usually attract me to a game, except for the first person shooter part, which I didn't really. That's that's not really my genre. But everything else is. I mean, it had a good story supposedly, uh, or at least a, an interesting premise. Oh, um, the compound bow was amazing, man, yeah. and the helicopter. Those two things I was almost willing to put into trouble. But when you couldn't just go straight to one of the bosses, I was like, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I'm not clearing yeah. all these weird side missions. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's to each their own. And maybe it's maybe other people really enjoyed that part. But I but I could completely understand. Uh, and then you also played uh, Masquerade, right? Was it Masquerade? What was the vampire one? Oh, Vampire. Yeah. No, that was a great game as well. And an unusual game because it was based around the... Um, balance of power in particular zones of the city. So you had to make sure to maintain the population and make sure that everybody was healthy and um, otherwise it would devolve into chaos and the game gets exponentially harder. So that was quite, it was an interesting take on what I feel like an area of resource management that they never talk about. Um, I think um, Skyrim is probably one of the only games where you feel the immediate effect of your action if you anger a town. Um, right, but generally yeah. speaking, I feel like most games they don't they don't really address that. You just walk around as this heavily armed so and so, and everybody just seems fine with it. Um, I think Fable as well addressed it in their own way. You know, if you if you did too many evil things, you know, yeah. people would you know cower and run away, and they didn't like it. And right. you know, but I think I think instead of using hunger, sickness, thirst meters, which people are kind of getting tired of, I think it would be interesting to explore atmospheric um, tension a bit more and, and uh, overall like city health and stuff. No, I, that's, that is a good point. And, and I, anyway, I remembered you had played those games too and didn't know if, um, cause those are games I hadn't played. I didn't play vampire at all. Um, but I did play a number of other games that you did not play. Uh, I played, you know, Celeste uh, was one of the earlier games that I bought on the Wii. I mean, not on the Wii. Wow. Wow. On the Switch. Um, wow. That is, there's there's a lot of buzz about this particular game. It's in terms of, like, game of the year discussions. Um, it is, I don't know if it's available anywhere else. I'm not sure, to be honest. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure if it's not, it will be eventually because it's kind of like, 
Oh, what was the the, the game that we both played where uh, you're the you're the group of friends. You end up on a beach on an island. You have you have to take a ferry over, and it's a kind of it's paranormal. Do you remember the game uh, Oxenfree? Oh, we played. We, yeah, I, I played it. You played it. Um, yeah, it's it's actually probably lower quality graphics than that. Um, but is it's that a, even possible? It is. Yes, believe it or not. Um, and it's on a smaller screen, which kind of makes it worse. But the controls are fantastic. It's uh, they, I don't I don't know that it's Metroidvania, but I know that, and that's kind of also a buzzword. Because I don't know that you do a lot of backtracking. I know that there are some items that you can get that you can upgrade your skills and things like that, I think. But um, it is uh, it is a challenging platformer. And, uh, and, and the story, I guess, is really what sets it apart from other games. So it's not just you jumping and having to figure out the game mechanics so that you can get through each of the... Of the you know, you, once you get past the screen, it, it scrolls up kind of like Mega Man... And then you're on the next screen, you have to figure all that out, then it scrolls over to the next screen, and you have to figure it out from there. Um, but there is a, there is an actual story, and there's a psychological component to it. It's kind of like you're chasing your own demons and things like that. Um, and I mean that, like, more spiritually and not, like, literal demons. Uh, but it is kind of a literal demon, because it will kill you. Um, and and uh, anyway, I, I enjoyed it, but it was it was kind of... The challenge level that I was like, I need to sit here and be able to really concentrate. It's not a passing game that you can come and just play. So I didn't, uh, I did not stick with it. But it, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was and for when I played it. And it's not a full price game, so uh, I didn't feel like I wasted my money like I did with Far Cry when I purchased it and <laughs> played the first 20 minutes and said, Nope, not what I want. Should have should have rented it. Should have listened to Amanda. I told you, you need to start renting games, man. I do because. Even if even if only one or two of them I fail on, that was maybe a hundred and twenty dollars. So. And uh, if you like it, you can buy the whole disc. You know that, right? At reduced prices because it's already used. Right. Well, now I'd know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Actually, I always knew that. I just never. It just didn't register. I I need to think more. Something. Something that'll, that'll be in my New Year's resolution to think more. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, uh, but then I also played Octopath Traveler. Uh, I haven't finished it, and man, I sure hope that I can get back to it to finish because it's one of those games where if you stay away too long, you might kind of forget what's going on because there aren't a whole lot of NPCs readily available for you to talk to unless you stop in a town. And even then, you got to know the right one, otherwise you're not going to know the story. Um, and and it is a a, a really interesting somewhat complicated story for a game that almost looks like 16-bit graphics. You know, uh, a nice throwback to the old RPGs uh, with eight characters and multiple side missions, and each character has their own storyline, and so um, a great game that I'll have to get back to, but that one's on Switch. I did finish Detroit Become Human, and I enjoyed it. Uh, definitely for what it was, but also as just a, a game in general and as an experience. Uh, I liked the story. I, I liked the way that my story ended uh, for all of the characters, really, because I didn't lose any of the characters. Uh, it is possible. I think that you can lose all three characters. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, I know I didn't get... I, I said this before. I didn't get the best ending, but I did... Uh, I did get 
my ending based on the choices that I made, and I was happy with that. But it's a great game, and I, I don't know. Is it an exclusive? I, I can't remember if it's um, exclusive on PlayStation or not. I think so. So I don't think I've seen it. Maybe it's one of those like early access exclusives, and they'll open it and up later. Eventually will come out. But I, yeah. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but it, 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 is, uh, it was good, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I played Overcooked, finally. And Overcooked was, again, on the Switch, and I got it for my my family. In fact, I got Overcooked and Mario Tennis, predominantly to play with the kids. Overcooked was released last year, I believe. And it's the one where you can have up to four people, and everybody's kind of competing to try to prepare these dishes. And you also have to wash dishes and stuff like that, and it sounds more tedious than it is. It's actually fun. Um and, uh, and it could be competitive. And you can also do it to help each other. So it's like the four of you can be working together to try to get all of the, uh, to meet the demands of the orders that, that, are, that they ring up. So you have an order rung up and everybody has to kind of scramble around to chop tomatoes or put everything in the pot, put the pot on the fire, take the pot off, dish it out, and, and have it it's delivered. It's so, so funny. Yeah, but if... <laughs> If you if you're not coordinated, you may have somebody that takes the pot when the, and accidentally leaves it on the floor because they pushed the wrong button, and then you've got somebody who's chopped too many tomatoes, and then you don't have enough of something else, and you need to rush over and get one of those, put it on the on the cutting board, make sure it's chopped. Once it's chopped, somebody has to take. It's just it's a lot of fun. I'm sure it could be super frustrating if you've got a sibling that's just being a jerk, um, but. Uh, but anyway, it was. I thought it was a lot of fun, and uh, me and my son played it, um, and uh, we enjoyed it. it, it we you kind of get in a groove where you're just, uh, I don't know, you just, you just kind of get in a groove where you're cooking, and and, uh, and it's just another game to play with my kids. So I really enjoyed it. And then Mario Tennis, I think I got it more selfishly. They did not enjoy it, mostly because I'm good at it, and also I don't like to lose. So, yeah, I realize you're 10, but, <laughs> you know, no mercy. Splamo. If I learned, Splamo. It's right. If I learned anything from Cobra Kai, uh, it's... Uh, no mercy. No mercy. So. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Do you have a problem, Mr. Lawrence, with kicking this injured person's injured leg? Um... So yeah, and then of course I played God of War and um, Spider-Man, two two games that are definitely going to be in Game of the Year contention. Now they're no pyre, Amanda. You know they're no pyre, but they are you know on you know they're on par with uh, a game of that magnitude. But um, yeah, Spider-Man uh, a must play. It, it is it is it's just a lot of fun. It's one of those that I think that I don't know what most people's genres are or what like the most popular are but i think it's very accessible uh and it's not overwhelming the combinations are not overwhelming there are a lot of collectibles that's the thing i think that stood stood spider-man apart from i would say arkham city or uh you know especially assassin's creed because they're similar games in that it's kind of a over-the-shoulder third-person type game but uh, and they have collectibles, but it's not arbitrary, stupid collectibles. You know, you've got a thousand little owl statues you've got to get in whatever uh, in Assassin's Creed, or you've got all the Riddler statues. You know, it's not just a collectathon. Yeah. It's like 
uh, one of the one of the uh, collections that you can get in Spider-Man are backpacks, and they're backpacks, and it, and there's a story that every backpack that was left all throughout New York City, these are backpacks that were left while you were in high school, because at this point you're like a basically a, you know an adult who has a career, and you just have been Spider-Man for a while, and these backpacks you just left all over the town and you forgot them. And so you track them down, and then in each one of them, there's like a little bit of memorabilia. So you find like something, a note oh from Mary God. Jane, or you'll find I mean, your you original web Aunt shooters. May bought you like fifty backpacks. I mean, come on, don't let bad. don't Aunt let May that be the that. thing that takes you out of the game. The fact that Aunt May had to buy a hundred backpacks. Um, I have literally just thought that, and now I can't unthink it. <laughs> And Aunt May is so sweet, you know. She would do it. She would buy you 50 backpacks. It's totally believable. Um, so that's what's, one of them. Your, what's your number one game? And what do you think can unseat it? Ooh. Um, I, man, uh, you know, the... Stay tuned. It's either Spider-Man or God of War. Or my two favorite games, but Dad of War. Dad of War, exactly. Yes, I haven't finished it, and I kind of, I kind of spoiled the ending for myself. But it's one of those things where it's like, ah, whatever, and I'm gonna play it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but, and and there are some other games that I've played this year, and I imagine you as well. Uh, and when we do our award show and we give arbitrary, ridiculous awards <laughs> for games, that, our categories are the best categories. I, I think they, they are the best categories. Fight. And I think if we even think of some new categories, they may we may have new categories this year too to add to it. But most if, pathetic instance of trolling ever in a game, Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. I was gonna say Sea of Thieves is gonna have an award. I don't know what it's for it, but it's also not gonna be good. It's not gonna the be a accordion good award. award. <laughs> the accordion award. Best use of an accordion while stuck in the brig. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, but uh, uh, the Walking Dead released its, oh, its yeah, final that, iteration and it's I coming out it, open it. oh god i need it yeah exactly and so it's the it's kind of the the exclamation point period in peace it, this is the bookend uh to it so to that whole series and and uh and and clementine's journey and so i want to i want to get that and i want to play it and hopefully it ends before the year's out i don't know usually you don't get all five chapters within three or four months, but um, hopefully you do, and hopefully we'll be able to finish that game before the end of the year and and uh, close the book on that. But I'm but I'm anxious to see how the story ends. I've played all of them. I think you you have as well, haven't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, and so we've we've tracked the story, and and uh, definitely want to see how that story ends. But definitely, I think that one. I don't know if it would overtake them critically. But in terms of games, I'm anticipating uh, Walking Dead is probably up there with anything that I was anticipating. So, anyway, well, that's it. Uh, any closing thoughts on games or games you're looking forward to, or or games that you've played, or definitely going to revisit Sea of Thieves? Uh, definitely not going to revisit Sea of Thieves. No, now that I've thought about Walking Dead, I need to I need to put a date in my calendar. I need to take a day off, man. I'm telling you, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or just reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. We'd love to read one of your emails, by the way, if you would just email them. Just the first one. The first email that is sent to us will be read, absolutely. Unless it can't be read. But if it can be read, we will read it. If you like what you hear, head over See to iTunes. See all the wingdings. Exactly. If it can, or if it just needs, if it's ex, expletive deleted, expletive deleted, well then maybe we can't read it. But we'll try. We will. If you send us one, we can actually read. You know what we're talking about. We will read. If you like what you hear, head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released and rate us because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later. Thank you.